0: We give participants in a wide range of social change work a chance to take a longer view as they talk about what they do, how they do it, and why they do it. Alvis Choi is an artist committed to working at the intersection of art and social change. A recent immigrant from Hong Kong, Choi's activities in the last little while have focused on working in and with the community in downtown Toronto's Chinatown. Today we'll be talking about two projects. The Chinese community think tank has involved Choi engaging with the community from a storefront gallery in the neighborhood. Choi has been talking with residents, particularly Chinese-speaking residents, about their everyday lives and about their understanding of and relationship to art, with the idea of overcoming barriers that have often disconnected both this specific gallery and Anglo-centric art spaces more generally from the Chinese-speaking community. Love Behind the Bargain is a performative walking tour in which Choi takes mainly non-residents through Chinatown and uses story, based in their own experience as a recent and temporary resident and as a queer person of colour, to shed light on issues such as labour exploitation, sexuality and cultural stereotype as faced by residents. Choi talks with me about these projects and about the role of art in social change. I spoke with Choi via Skype from Toronto. Please note that there were a couple of points where there were technical challenges with Skype whose impacts couldn't be completely edited out, so please bear with us.
1: My name is Alvis Choi, I'm from Hong Kong, I'm Chinese, and I came to Toronto two years ago. I'm an artist, researcher, project manager, curator. I do community-based projects as well as performances. In the past, uh, when I was in Hong Kong, I worked at a run center where I did a community-based project to engage in aging neighborhood. By doing projects with like, high school students in the community, I'm always interested in doing community-based art, and I see art as a tool for social change. So when I first came to Toronto, I started connecting with the people in Chinatown because of my work. So as I spent more time there, I realized that the language barrier is a real issue in the Chinese speaking community. That's why when I started working at the Whippersnapper Gallery, I had the questions about How can gallery programming be accessible to this community when they're located in such neighborhood? Chinatown Community Think Tank is a dialogue-based neighborhood project where I engage the Chinese-speaking community in Chinatown in conversations about their everyday life to understand their perception and definition of art in the community. And... The other project that I'm doing right now is called Love Behind the Bargain. It's a walking tour of Chinatown that is presented at the Summer Works Festival. And in this tour, I bring my participants to different stops in Chinatown and I tell personal stories related to my experience in the neighborhood.
0: Tell me a little bit more about the Chinatown community think tank. What were some of the kinds of things that you noticed when you started working at the gallery and some of the the barriers that you noticed to people engaging with the work there?
1: The first time I worked at the gallery was last year at Louis Blanche. I curated a project called Walking Through Walls. And I was going to invite the Chinese speaking woman who worked at the print shop on Spadina Road to come see the project. But then, as soon as I invited her, I realized that the project could be very inaccessible to her, particularly, and also to the community because of the language barrier, because we didn't have anything translated into Chinese, and also because of the cultural differences. So I started to reflect more about these issues regarding the connection between art galleries, artist-run centers, and the neighborhood that they're located in. So that's how I started to think more about how to connect the two.
0: Now, I think for lots of us who grew up anglophone, and particularly white and anglophone in Canada, probably the language piece is something that is pretty easy to grasp. But talk a little bit more about how cultural differences and understandings about art might be excluding people from the neighborhood from being able to do stuff at the gallery.
1: Throughout the Chinatown Community Think Tank project, I talked to a lot of people in the Chinese-speaking community. As I said, to try to understand the perception of art and what art means to them. And a lot of times, I talk to people who don't necessarily have a background in arts. Like for example, they would understand painting, but not like contemporary conceptual art. And I think at this gallery that I'm working with. They do present like, conceptual art or like installation. And those are some of the mediums that the general public don't necessarily understand that easily. Or they don't even think that those are art sometimes. like Even like this project that I'm doing, I call it as like a community art project or social practice. But for this community that I work with, they don't really see this as art. They just think that I'm some person who is sitting at the gallery chatting with people. So we have different definition of art, and that can be a barrier for people to to try to engage in the programming at the gallery.
0: And were any of the the people that came in and spoke to you uh, artists themselves, in a, in uh, a sort of in a self identified kind of way?
1: Not really. Actually, almost none. Um, the people I talked to were mostly people who lived in a neighborhood or socialized in the neighborhood. They are, a majority of them are people who are at their 40s or older than that. Some of them are retired. The reason they have time to come into the space was because they're not doing other things uh, during the time I was there. So, none of them identified as an artist. They all do different things. They all have different reasons to be here.
0: And tell me some more about what exactly the Chinatown Community Think Tank involved.
1: Whippersnapper is an artist run center located in Chinatown in downtown Toronto. It's a storefront space, so, people do walk past every day. And the work that I was doing was basically to invite people into the space to chat with me about the issues that they're concerned of in their everyday life. And through those conversations to understand what art means to them, I try to put up information on the window at the space to provide some background information about the project, and what I'm trying to do here. And so when people stopped and read what I wrote on the window, I would try to go out and talk to them and ask them if they have a moment to chat. So it all started as a very informal dialogue. I guess one main thing that we talked a lot about was related to immigration. A lot of times when I meet people in Chinatown, we start by asking people, how long have you been here? So that's almost an entry point, like to understand their relationship to this place, how they came here, why they came here, how long they've been here, and what they're doing here. So for me, the project is also about making human connection with the community. And it's been giving me a lot personally by knowing these people in the neighborhood. So that's an entry point. And then from there, we talk a lot about, like, basically everything that they care about. Sometimes I would try to ask them about art. For example, this one person I talked to, he told me that he would go to museums and look at things, or he would go to theater and see plays. So he defined those as art. But he, he also told me that he would go dancing every week, but then he doesn't think that that is art in his own definition. So for me it was interesting to see how people define art in so many different ways and by understanding that I think it would be really interesting to see how we could cater some of our work to this community. It is located in Chinatown, like how do we connect with the Chinese-speaking community how do we envision the role of art with the community by asking these open questions and letting people express what they think about art. And I guess growing up from uh, uh, in a chance family, there are these ideas about being an artist that are not necessarily like so positive for me as an artist, like for example, that you can't make any money being an artist and you still have to eat. So, so these kind of conversations that emerge through the conversations that I had and people often, they came to the space and they wanted to understand me too. So it's like a mutual understanding and having me there as an artist they had questions for me to example, this. Why are you doing this? Don't you have to eat or like pay your rent you know so I think I like to think that it's not just me getting things from the community but also for them to understand myself being the figure of like this artist in the neighborhood one thing that I learned was like the human relationship like for example like me being there as this character that exists for like two months throughout the project. People walk past and then they they recognize my face. And then when I'm not there, they know that this person is missing. Where is is this person? So I feel like for galleries located in different neighborhoods, like to constantly do this sort of outreach work is really crucial, but not just like a two-month project, but to have regular programming or outreach work that is aimed at connecting with the community and i think that's really important because it's a their neighborhood and if the gallery is trying to do work in the neighborhood i feel like they do have a responsibility to connect with the community in those ways and as an ongoing endeavor
0: my sense of one of the things that the project doing is that the community is excluded from a lot of different kinds of spaces. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess sort of talk about the larger issue of exclusions that the Chinatown community faces and how the project is one part of trying to address that exclusion.
1: As I said, I think the language barrier is an issue for many individuals in the community. I've met people who work in Chinatown but they live in another neighborhood and they have to like count the number of stops on the streetcar to go home and they could never tell me their address because they don't speak any English. So that's just one example but I guess there are people who live in Chinatown or work in Chinatown who basically only socialize in Chinatown because of language barrier. And I think the project was trying to bridge that gap, even like just like so briefly in two months. For example, I met a few people who would come to the space and like asked me if I could translate some information for them. And I think having a really accessible social space in the neighborhood is important. Of course, there are like other community centers that are doing very important work and the gallery, since it is like a storefront space, it is a great opportunity to connect with the community, with art and also even just to provide a space for people to talk creatively or to engage, yeah, to engage in conversations creatively and I think that's really important.
0: Let's switch to the other project now. Tell me about uh, Love Behind the Bargain.
1: Love Behind the Bargain is a walking tour of Chinatown. I started doing the project in March and that was sort of like a pilot version of the walking tour and I developed it into this version that I'm presenting right now at the Summer Works Festival. It is a performative walking tour that brings participants to different stops in Chinatown in Toronto. And I personally have a lot of stories relating to these different stops in the neighborhood in the past couple years being in Toronto as a temporary resident queer person of color. So when people come to the walking tour, they see Chinatown through my eyes, they would understand or get to know the version of Chinatown that they don't usually see. And through this project, I would like to raise awareness around the rarely discussed issues in toronto's chinatown and how this community can be a self-contained society
0: give me a couple of examples of stories that you tell on the tour
1: one main theme in the tour would be the exploitation of labor in the neighborhood in different businesses and i assume this happens like i don't know a lot about other neighborhoods, but I imagine there are these issues in different neighborhoods as well. But for example, we talk about the workers in Chinatown, how many hours they work, or how much they're paid. And through those stories to reflect on, I would say that the kind of privilege that we have, and just to be aware of the economy in Chinatown and maybe in other neighborhoods as well.
0: And is it mainly people who don't live in the community that participate in the walking tours?
1: That's true, yeah. In the past, I mostly had people who, i uh, say, like, they are, like, an art audience. They don't live in the neighborhood or work in the neighborhood. So this tour is really for people who... Usually, maybe they would go there and like eat at the restaurant or like buy cheap products. And I want to introduce this other side of the neighborhood to the audience through those stories.
0: What kind of reactions do you get from people? What kind of conversations do you have with people who are hearing and learning these things for the first time?
1: I've done four walking tours at the festival so far and I've been getting pretty good feedback. And I really appreciate when the audience are willing to share what they experience with me. I think some of them feel surprised about the situation or the work situation for some of these people who work in Chinatown, and they mostly express that they appreciate these stories as they don't often get told, and it gives them a new perspective to look at this neighborhood. In the future, when they go there, it will be so different because they know these stories.
0: In a description of the project that I read, I'm not sure if it's your official description or if it was written by somebody else, it listed a number of issues that you tackle. And certainly labor exploitation is a big one. I think it also mentions racism, cultural stereotypes, taboo, Mm -hmm. sexuality. How do some of those other issues come up in the things that you have to say on the tour?
1: As a person who's been here for less than two years, I do identify myself very differently back home and here. For example, back home, I was never like a person of color, but here I have a totally new identity. And so through the tour, I also talked about my experience being in Canada as a person of colour or as a queer person of colour and how those issues intersect. For example, being a queer Chinese, what does it mean to be a queer Chinese and how do I feel as a queer person through these personal and intimate stories? And I also talked about cultural stereotypes by telling some stories that I heard from the community as I socialize in the neighborhood, how Chinese people I know think of Canada or vice versa. And I think those are very interesting stories to look at when they're just supposed to be together in this tour. I guess I would relate that back to the Chinatown Community Think Tank project, Because that's actually a question that I ask people throughout the project. Like, what do you think of Canada? Like, why are you here? And how do you like it here? And it was surprising for me personally to learn that there are people who told me that they didn't really like living here. And it was interesting to also learn about why they are here even though that they didn't enjoy being here. Some of them might be here because of the children who are studying or they want to be together with their other family members. And I think those are really interesting stories to learn about and how people just move all the way here for different reasons. From the conversations that I had, like a lot of it has to do with the language barrier. Many of them don't speak English, so they cannot do what they were doing as a profession in China and they have to change their job. And they also told me that it could be hard to feel integrated into the society because of the language barrier. So that, that was one of the things that people talked about.
0: What? Overall, do you hope to accomplish with the Love Behind the Bargain project?
1: As a performance, it is significant for me to tell those stories as a way to reflect on the issues that I've been experiencing. And I've had different, I've had audience of different backgrounds coming to my tour. And I think people do get different things by relating my stories to their own experience. A lot of people relate my stories to their own experience by relating it to their immigration experience or their family history. And then people also think about Chinatown in a different way through the stories that I tell And I think it is important to have those issues discussed because very often I think people go to Chinatown and then they know that things are really cheap there but they don't often think about why things are cheap there and then have discussion around that or be aware of the reasons behind. And so through this course, I would like to raise awareness of these issues and then for people to think if if they would think of the neighborhood in a different way or if there are things that they could do or if if they would think about the ethics around consuming in Chinatown. And I don't mean to accuse anyone through this tour but more like to raise the question and for people to think about it on their own.
0: And based on the issues that you've both talked about and also heard about in both of these projects, what are a few of the key kinds of broader social changes that you think would be useful, be positive, be supportive for the Chinese-speaking community in Chinatown and Toronto?
1: That's a big question. I don't think I have a solution to all these issues, but I guess one thing that I maybe I would talk on behalf of myself as an artist is to be aware of these issues when we create work in different neighborhoods and to think about how the work is relevant to the issues that people are concerned in the neighborhood, but not to do work that are simply intervention, Because I've seen a lot of the, like other art projects that are staged in different ethnic neighborhoods and sometimes they just have nothing to do with the community. And I think if artists or performers can start to think about how their work can give something to whatever neighborhood that they are doing their work in, that would be a real change to make.
0: How do you think about the relationship between art and social change? Both how it happens now and how you would like to have that relationship work?
1: There have been like so many great examples of how art can be a tool for social change and I think for myself like personally I think it's about creating platform where people can exchange ideas creatively and through those creative facilitations to open up people's mind and to think about things that they normally would not think about and i think that's what the Chinatown Community Think Tank project was about it was to have this open space and invite people to think of things that they normally would not think creatively. And I think that's where the power of creativity is. And I like to think of art as not only just like artwork, but I like to think of it as creativity and how that can change how people think about things differently.
0: So tell me about any projects that you have coming up that you're thinking about that you're working on.
1: So I, I'm I've done with the conversation part of the Chinatown Community Think Tank project, but the project has not ended yet. I'm still organizing materials and processing these dialogues that I've had with people and working towards a publication. So that's like a major thing that I'll be working on in the coming months. And then I'm also doing, like, other... I'm, I'm going to Montreal for a performance. I'm going to be speaking on a panel at the University. Um It's a panel called Artist Survival. It's, it's moderated, facilitated by artist Cole So I'm doing different performances, and I'm also developing some youth workshops, for people in different neighborhoods. So, yeah, but the publication is like a main thing that I'm working
0: on. You have been listening to my interview with artist Alvis Choi about their work in and with the Chinese-speaking community in downtown Toronto's Chinatown. For more information about Choi's work, please visit cargocollective.com slash Alvis Choi, all one word. That's cargocollective.com slash A-L-V-I-S-C-H-O-I. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, or to make suggestions about topics for future shows, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link marked radio. That's talkingradical.ca.